men in Cleveland, Ken Dorsnick and Chris Kringle, Theodore Klopp, Oral Hershiser, all those wonderful names. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy New Year to you, and I hope you had a uh, Merry Christmas as well, and I hope your Christmas started later than mine. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, from us talking previously, yes, my Christmas did not start until about 8.30, almost 9 mm. o'clock. Mm-hmm. It sounds like yours was at 5.15. 5.15, they woke us up. I don't know what time they what time they got up. You know, I don't know who got up first, but 5.15, there was the... Hey, Santa came. And my wife's response was six o'clock. We're not doing anything before six o'clock. Oh boy. And we got to about um we got to about 10 till. And it became pretty obvious that uh um, we needed to get up. So we did. Yeah, it was time. It, it was, was time. time. So, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, everybody was happy. They uh, got some good gifts. And, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's a great way to start episode 105 for us. 105, by the way. Yeah. Um, like to shout this out to uh, the following individuals. We're mm, going to go Cavs, Indians, and Browns jerseys. That all okay. wore the number five. You'll love some of these names. Uh, wait a minute. Bagley. I, got I got one of them. Uh, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia is correct. Yes. Okay. okay. How about some Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr was number five? Yeah. J.R. Smith. Okay. I know one of your favorite players because you watched a ton of his games, Lou Boudreau. He wore number five. <laughs> How about this one? This is a good one. Roger Maris. When he Roger played for Harris. the for the yeah. tribe, he was number five. Okay. Zane Gonzalez. I know he's one of your favorite kickers. Oh, yeah. And by the way, my all-time favorite football player, just because of his looks, he was a punter, Scott Player. Do you remember Scott Player? He's a player. He had the single face mask with the yeah. very blonde mustache and beard and... I just think he was one of the best looking dudes ever to play. Was he the, he might have been one of the last guys to wear the single bar? I think he was actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. So uh well, if we're going with 105, you're leaving out the uh, non-athlete John Lanigan. John Lanigan. Oh my gosh. I mean, don't what a you classic. have to associate 105 with John Lanigan? Yes, you do. I listened to that show in the morning. Did you listen to that growing up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, knuckleheads that one of them? and all that. Yeah, yep. Lanigan. Who else was on there? Lanigan, Malone. Who else? Lanigan, we have? Webster, and Webster. Yeah, Rizzo was on there. Yeah, Tony Rizzo did some work on there. Yep. That was a great yep. show. Yeah, he did the entire show standing up. By the way, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep, classic. By the That's way, I'm doing this entire show sitting down. I know you are. Yeah, we're old, old and tired. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, what did you do for the new year? Um, like I've done for many other years, sat aggressively on the couch. I, uh, basically, uh, watched whatever they call the shows that are on now, the Dick Clark New Year's Eve or whatever. Actually that ran into, and a lot of people were upset about this. We ended up watching the, my children with me, which was just great. 
we just went across the street to our neighbor's house and we were watching the Ohio State game and it ran oh. into New Year's. Yeah. The ending of the game ran into yeah. New Year's. So actually, we didn't have our toast until I think it was like 12.05 when anyone's like, hey, it's New Year. I'm like, oh, crap. OK, get the champagne out. Here we yeah. go. So, but, well, uh, no, that's how we brought in the New Year, but nothing spectacular. Low key. We were, we, we were watching the Ohio State game and I glanced down and I see it's 11.59 and uh, uh, Georgia calls the timeout before the, the field goal. Yeah. So I flip over to Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve, and there's like 40 seconds to go. And I'm like, oh, timeout's like a minute or something. I'll We'll watch the ball drop, and then we'll go back and see the field goal. So we watch the ball drop. We go back, and Georgia is celebrating. <laughs> you know, it's you didn't miss much on the kick. No, I, I – yeah, so – He tried. And then and – then, and this is like, uh, um, to me, New Year's Eve, leading up to New Year's is when all the good acts are on. You hit 1201, yeah. and it's like amateur hour. And I think it was Fox. I don't know what the band's name was, but the name of the song was Black and Yellow. Are you familiar with this? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the lyrics to the entire song, do you know what they are? Black and yellow. Black and yellow. That's it. It's all black and yellow. So we, oh, uh, and, and if you didn't know the lyrics, on the video board behind the um, the stage, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. It's all it said. And I turned to Eric. I said, what do you think their two favorite colors are? She said, black and yellow. I said, I think you're right. My gosh. It was just like, you know, I mean, what should we do? Blue and gold, blue and gold, blue and gold. That would be for Ignatius. Purple and yellow, purple and yellow, purple and yellow. I must say, I was not intrigued to watch any of the shows just because I didn't know any of the any of the acts i didn't any other groups that they showed even us asked my kids i said you know do you know any of these groups they did not so (sighs) there we go well so well i hope i hope that uh our listeners uh christmases and new years were uh uneventful that's That's what i uneventful uneventful coming up on this week's show though as we kick off 2023 we have good news For a couple married for a really long time, a what has 5,000 calories and costs almost $500, Ken? I'm not sure. Well, we're going to tell you in our overachievers segment. We'll also tell you what we've been watching. Maybe we've been out and about. We'll also explain why a Kentucky woman called police claiming a naked man was in a nearby front yard. Jen Brasnovich is here with our Cleveland calendar. Dusty Sloan is here with another moment, a look at another moment in Cleveland sports history. And we'll talk with Jeff Holbury from Drone, Ohio, about, I know this will come as a shock, flying drones, shooting video with drones, and just anything else we want to talk about with regard to drones. So I'm going to stop droning on, and we'll continue with the program. And now, a woman's perspective. Why are men like parking spaces? The good ones are already taken. 
This has been A Woman's Perspective. Overachiever time, one of our favorite segments. A 34-year-old Eric Finkelstein, great name, by the way. He lives in New York and now owns the Guinness World Record for dining at 18 Michelin-starred restaurants in 24 hours. I see. This is something I w- I think I would enjoy. I Finkelstein thought Michelin says, made tires. I thought so too, but it, it's Michelin-starred restaurants. Okay, all right, good for him. He found he he did it. He okay. really did it. It says the attempt took months to align reservations at some of the city's more in-demand eateries. Okay. He he spent $494 on food. Okay. Not counting tax or tips and estimates the attempt had caused him to consume about 5,000 calories in one day. 5,000. I mean, that's a normal day for me, but for him, he's probably a little bit thinner than I am. Yeah. uh, Probably a little tough. As you know, doctors suggest men consume around 2,500 calories a day. So he's just about double. Oh. Finkelstein is a former competitive table tennis player. Oh, interesting. Who previously set the Guinness World Records for the longest table tennis serve at 51 feet one inch and the largest table tennis ball mosaic at 313 square feet, six square inches. This man's talented. Yeah. He's talented. Yeah. He found 18 restaurants to eat at that are Michelin starred, and he's got table tennis. Well, I mean, there's got to be another venture for him next. I I think uh, I'll take uh, useless achievements for 800, Alex. Maybe competitive eating while he's doing table tennis. Oh, he could challenge uh, Johnny Hot Dog, or what's the guy's name? Uh <laughs> Obiashi, maybe is that what you like? What's for? the guy that does the? I don't hot know the guy's eating. name. I can't. I can't remember off the top Johnny of my head. Johnny Hot Dog is what I. Johnny Hot Dog. Yeah, that's good him. to me. Yeah, sure, him. Yeah, okay. Full overachievers. <laughs> Cleveland, this is for you. It's time once again for Cleveland sports history. Today, we're going to talk about the retirement of Nate Thurman, one of the best basketball players that many people probably don't know about that played in a clap in a Cavs uh, jersey. We're going to bring in our sports historian, Dusty Sloan and Dusty 1977. That's quite a long time ago when uh, Nate Thurman's jersey was retired. But as many people don't know, Nate Thurman was a really good basketball player. He absolutely was a Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star. He's the he's a member of the 75th anniversary team in the NBA. How much it doesn't get any better than that. And a lot of people kind of wonder, well, why did the Cavs retire his jersey when he only played the last two years of his career, really about a year and a half, with the Cavs and didn't put up great numbers? Well, if you're a Hall of Famer, if you're part of the NBA 75th anniversary team, if you grew up in Akron, played at Bowling Green, and played with the Cavs. Yeah, he didn't play very long and didn't put up great numbers, but it makes sense when you put it all together. And those last two years that he played, that was around the time, if I'm not mistaken, as Joe Tate called it, the miracle of Richfield when, you know, that really good team in the 70s. And then they lost Jim Jones and then Nate Thurman kind of took over to the best he could. But as many people know, he was he was aging at that time. But 
Where else did Nate Thurman play, Dusty, besides the Cavaliers? Obviously, at the end of his career was with the Cavs, but where else did he play? The vast majority of his career was spent from 63-64 to 73-74 with the San Francisco slash Golden State Warriors. And then he spent one season with the Bulls and then finished his career with the Cavs. Solid player. He was, uh, you know, prototypical big man, had good offensive skills, was a good defensive player as well. Um, but once again, just a guy you don't hear that much about, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you can bring that to the forefront. Do you have any averages for stats or anything like that for him, Dusty, in his career? Absolutely. I mean, when you look at it, the, his career, finishes with almost a thousand games played, averaged exactly 15 points and 15 rebounds for his career. So That's when solid. you look at that, there were years where he was averaging 20 and 20. So th- this was a historically good player. And, and certainly worthy of the recognition he's gotten over the years. Oh, no doubt. Well, Dusty, thanks for going back in time to talk about a very strong and a very Hall of Fame type of player in Nate Thurman as he had his, his jersey retired uh, this week back in 1977. Dusty, thanks again for the time. We appreciate the information. Thanks, Ken. Cleveland! This is for you! Ted, we were out and about Northeast Ohio, and we had a very good time during the holidays. Sure. Um, went out to a lot of different places, but I'll limit it down to four because I don't think people want a half hour of an out and about. Let's go. Yeah. So one of the days we had the opportunity, this is a place that you know very well, Great Lakes Brewery. We did go there. They had a Christmas decorated lower level, which, which was very cool, and they had these different Christmas cocktails. That was great. We also went to the ABC Tavern, which is on West 25th Street. Always a great place to get a, a quick cocktail um, just after work. Went to Edison's in Tremont, which I highly recommend. They have outstanding pizza. We spent some time there. And then the final one is a place that I think you've gone to one once before. I don't know if we went there, but I think you've been there before. A place called the Treehouse. Oh, we yeah. We actually had a very nice, very nice time there. The tree is still there. It's such a great uh, atmosphere, very great service, very good service, I should say, and great co- uh, cocktails as well. So, yeah, those are the places. We also went to the Speak of the Devil, Buckeye Beer Engine. The one day we had really poor weather. Remember uh-huh. that day where we, we basically had a bunch of different snow and things were super cold and icy. Oh, yeah, we still went out. We still right went right in the car and went down to Lakewood. We were one yeah. of a few people in the restaurant and there we were there go. having a couple uh, a couple beers and some food. So. Uh, It was great. Um, I will ask you about your out and about. I did see some Facebook stuff that you guys had. You went to a couple different places. And I I believe you saw one of our podcast guests as well at some point in time. Well, uh, yes, you did. Did I? Who did I see? Maybe a guy whose name starts with T. 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 Or. Tolo. Oh, Thor! Yes. You don't even I, know where you went. Why do we even ask you where you went? You don't even know who you saw. God uh, well, bless. Yeah. No, Thor was in town. Yes, uh, Thor our was Marvel, in town. Our Marvel friend. Yes, so, the Viking, and the he. Viking. Uh, we went to the Winking Lizard and watched him uh, stare at the Bernie Kosar jersey, and we repeated stories we've told hundreds of other times during the last uh, 30 years. It was great. That's great. Uh, 
yeah, no, uh, it's always fun to catch up with him. And uh, he did ask how the podcast was going. And I said, same as always. And he said that bad, huh? No, but uh, <laughs> I also, one of the things that we did uh, with the kids, I was able, I, I was given a couple um, Monsters tickets. Oh, nice. Right up against the glass. That was, you sent me a and, picture. That yeah. looked absolutely awesome. That's and so I was, cool. So I was able to get the two seats on either side so I could take all, all, all four of us were able to go. Erica said she would rather stay home and clean, and I didn't want to interfere with that. So <laughs> uh, we did that, and uh, that was that was unbelievable. I have never had seats like that for probably really just about anything. I mean, we were up against the glass next to the gold judge's little box there. Uh, my youngest son was busy putting the signs that he made at home up on the on the glass that he got on the jumbotron. And that's cool. Uh, I mean, we saw it was it was unbelievable. So yeah, great, uh, great time, great time. That's great. Yeah. Also, we did go to the Rock Hall. I forgot to mention oh. that we saw the Beatles exhibit, which is really good. I highly recommend that. That was also one of the things that we did. So uh, very cool. What are some of the uh, what what some of the memorabilia that they have from the Beatles? Oh. Uh, well, they're promoting the video that they have on Disney, but oh. uh, I mean, they have, you know, John Lennon's shirt. They have uh, different guitars from the Beatles. They have different pianos. I mean, there's a lot of memorabilia, but hmm. some of the videos that they have. So they the one thing that they highlighted was the last time that they were together, which I, I believe in 1969, where they had one of their songs that they recorded. It was on a rooftop. They decided to do this whole thing on a rooftop. So that's kind of the highlight. And it's based off this movie that they have on Disney that you can watch. So wow. um, it's very cool. They do such a nice job there. They really yeah. do. Very nice people. Easy to get in, get in, easy to get out. I mean, we went to the third floor. They had a couple of different people. I'm not sure the last time that people were there. They have this area where people can bring instruments and play. So they oh. had this group there playing and they're playing all this different metallic music and stuff it was pretty cool so highly recommend that they have a beatles exhibit more to come as well over there but uh yeah it's such a such a great uh great museum that we have right there in downtown cleveland so i uh that, I, i'm familiar with that uh that place where they uh, they let you play uh i went in there once they uh, asked me to not come back so oh they want you to play left out but yes uh play i actually asked me to play the song they asked me to play far, far away. Far, far away. Yes. 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 Well, sir, that is our update for Out and About Northeast Ohio, and we're still loving it. Ken, good news. Maybe great news. I don't know. We we'll see. It. Congratulations to Robert and Edith May Shaw. They're both 102 years old. Oh, my gosh. On December 26th, they celebrated their 80th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Their 80th anniversary. They met in high school in 1936. They married in 1942. And who better to ask for marital advice? So Robert shared some. He says the secret to their relationship is don't go to bed mad. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And if that, you are mad, just stay downstairs, right? That's right. TV. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fall asleep in the lounger. The Guinness World Record, by the way, for the longest marriage 
86 years, 290 days. When did these people get married when they were like 10? I 86 years. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. But that's uh, that's one record I know we won't be going for. No. But uh congratulations, great news for Robert and Edith May Shaw. Blah blah blah. 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 Our guest today flies drones. Uh, he doesn't uh, slice his finger open uh, when he's getting <laughs> ready to pitch in the World Series, to the best of my knowledge. But uh, he has flown drones in Northeast Ohio and other places around Ohio. He has a company and a Facebook site, Drone Ohio. So we thought it'd be interesting to hear about uh shooting video with drones, flying drones, and all that stuff. So let's talk with Jeff Holbury. Jeff, uh, thanks for your time. I guess, how did you get involved in uh, in drones and uh, flying flying saucers, perhaps, so to speak? <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys asking me on your little podcast here. Uh, um, yeah, um, well... Huh, how did I get into it? Well, I've been a photographer my entire life, so I just enjoy photography. And about seven years ago, I said, oh, it would be kind of neat to take pictures from up in the air. So I did some research and looked into it and kind of learned about it. And I just picked it up as a hobby. And then I, within the first year, I shot probably like 40 different videos. And it's, it's kind of weird because I didn't know anything i mean i knew absolutely nothing about anything and i just did a lot of research on youtube and i learned how to do it and i got pretty good at it and i made about 40 videos that first year and then uh a guy who is my best friend right now shane knee he came to me and i didn't know him at the time he says he says your videos are really good dude we had to make a business out of this and <laughs> so i the way I put it is I accidentally became a business because I really had no intention whatsoever. I just was having fun and I still have fun seven years later. Wow. Jeff, you have some really, really impressive pictures. If obviously if once everyone has the opportunity to go to your, uh, certainly your website and, and take a look at that, I droneohio.com. You know, I was looking at the video, I was looking at the photos, absolutely beautiful pictures. So congrats thank you, on thank that. You. Before I ask other questions about, you know, how you do things and things like that, for many of us, we know what a drone is. We've seen it in the air, you know, things like that. Are there rules and regulations for people that use drones and do photography? So, for instance, let's just use the example. You went to Cleveland and took some different pictures. Do you have to go and get permission or anything like that? How does that whole thing work when, when people are using a drone for, for what you're trying to do? Well, there's a lot of rules and regulations, actually, and um, that, that's why I like doing podcasts like this, you know, and try to get the word out to people so they kind of understand. Because it, it, even for us, it's hard to keep up with everything because a lot of things are changing. First thing you need to be concerned about are the larger airports, the Hopkins, the Burke, the Cuyahoga County, Akron Fulton, Akron Canton, and Youngstown. In northern Ohio, those are the big ones. Every one of those airports have a five-mile ring. So five miles from their center in every direction, within that area, you have to get authorization to fly. So if you go to downtown Cleveland, guess what? Burke's right there. 
you have to notify them through an app called Lance. And uh, so many people don't know it. You know, they just run down to Best Buy, pick up a drone. They, oh, let's go fly uh, downtown <laughs> Public Square. And, you know, just, well, it's just through ignorance. That's why we try to get the word out, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of rules and regulations. <clears throat> and that's the main one, the big airports. Um, besides that, you know, you just have to follow the FAA rules and regulations. You can't go above 400 feet. Um you can't go in certain areas like Ravenna Arsenal. You know, that's a no-fly zone, you know, areas like that. So, again, you have to get familiar with the apps and look on the apps and see what is what we call G airspace. Um, G airspace is good to go. That's what I call it. Uh, like Hopkins is a Class B airspace. Uh, Burke is a class D Cuyahoga County is a class D uh, Akron Canton is a class B so anything that's an E and above you have to notify them you have to get their authorization but if you're in G airspace and there's a lot of G airspace you know you can fly in a lot of places you just got to know where it's at what about uh different times when you're uh, flying your drone? Are you, for example, could you fly over progressive field in the middle of an Indians game? Well, again, that, that's more of the rules and regulations. There's a three mile radius around major stadiums like that during major stadium events. So anytime the Indians are in town within three miles of their stadium, nobody can fly. The big one is when the president comes into town, when the president comes into Cleveland, I can't fly in my backyard down here in Macedonia. There's a 30-mile radius of what they call a TFR, total flight restrictions. They don't even let Cessnas up in the air when the president's in town. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's interesting information because, I mean, many of us, you know, we you kind of mentioned in the beginning, you know, okay, I'm interested in a drone or I got this from Christmas and I want to do this. It's great information that you're giving everyone, Jeff, that you just can't all of a sudden just start flying the thing all over <laughs> and do what yeah. you want. There's some rules and regulations here. You know, so, people just take it home and they'll say, oh, it's my backyard. It's fine. You right. know, I can fly it in my backyard. I can do anything I want in my backyard. Well, no, not if you're in that area. <laughs> so if I'm a new person to this and let's say, uh, you know, I'm interested in, in drones and I do think they're cool. I don't know. I'm always concerned that I'm going to take the thing and ram it right in the ground and then you know it's destroyed that's just that's my previous experience with not with drones but just with little planes and stuff like that yeah. so let's say i want to get into this jeff is there a specific type of drone i should buy if i'm a beginner as opposed to maybe some of the equipment you're using what would you recommend well there's a company called dji and they're based out of china and they basically own 90 percent of the market and they own 90 oh, percent wow. of the market for a reason because they put out quality stuff. Anything that does not say DJI on it, in my opinion, is junk and not worth $5. Okay. So if you go to Walmart and you see, you know, whatever XX drone, it's junk for many reasons. And I just, I couldn't go in all the reasons. You know, sure. it's just, yeah. So what I suggest the entry level is what's called the 
DJI Mavic Mini Series. So you have a Mini Mavic Mini 1, a Mavic Mini 2, and now a Mavic Mini 3. You can pick up a used Mavic Mini 1 for about $200 on Marketplace. Oh, wow. hmm. You can get a used Mavic Mini 2 for maybe about $400, upwards of $500. The brand new Mavic Mini 3s are going for like $700 or $800. So those, that's the entry level right there. And mm -hmm. those are all quality machines that will fly very well, will shoot great media. And like I said, anything else on the market just is not worth it. I mean, there's a few player brands that are pretty good, but there's nothing like DJI for a reason. So... As you've flown uh, over these uh, few years here, what's the most unique thing that you've seen? Whether it's a a a place, well, a person, you know. Do, do we have to keep it G-rated? Well, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. we can I, use uh, uh, some adjectives. We uh, accidentally ran into this, and I didn't even notice it until I was home processing the pictures from a shoot. But we were out shooting the floods a couple of years ago in the springtime, and we were out at a dam and had a playground and had a parking lot. There was a couple cars there, and it was a Sunday, and the restroom building was locked. I drink a lot of coffee, so that the restroom building was the first place I checked when we pulled in the parking lot. So, yeah, we ended up flying around and everything. And <laughs> I uh, later that night, I'm sitting here with the girlfriend next to me and I'm editing the pictures. And I noticed in one of the pictures, there was a lady, her boyfriend was watching out. <clears throat> he was playing lookout and she was squatting behind the building because she really needed to go. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> oh yeah. Hey. And then we we had another one just last summer. I was down at uh, shooting the Westinghouse building. And again, I didn't see it until I got home and I was processing the pictures. And here in one of the, you know, this is an old brick building. All the windows are all broken out. And it, it's a very popular place for people to go and to do photography and whatnot. And here somebody was doing a nude photo shoot up on the second floor. And <laughs> I caught this in the window and just had to laugh yeah so yeah there's two stories for you oh gosh that's funny so jeff but looking at your pictures once again obviously a lot of your stuff is in northeast ohio but i also did see that you did some stuff out of state a bunch of different pictures beautiful pictures once again everyone has to check this out on your page but beautiful pictures of dallas texas waco texas austin um, you yeah. had some stuff at the Big Easy. You went to the Alamo Dome. I mean, Louisville, Kentucky. Is there other places you've been besides what you have on your site out of state? Well, what happened was four years ago, four, well, almost five years ago now, my son went into the Air Force. So he went down to San Antonio, Texas. So four and a half, five years ago, I went down to watch him graduate. And then I made a second trip down to Texas. I love traveling. I go to West Virginia all the time. I'll cut across Pennsylvania. I'll go anywhere. I just love hitting the road and finding cool and fun places to fly. Uh, so on both of my road trips down and, and back from Texas, I just, I hit every major city I can, you know, along the way. 
I love shooting city skylines. Uh, I flew in Daly Plaza where John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Wow. I flew, uh, I've flown the Oklahoma City bombing uh, where that Timothy McVeigh blew up that federal building. They got a nice memorial uh, park there now. And I've flown Indianapolis race course, mm -hmm. Indy racetrack, uh, downtown Indy, St. Louis, the Arch. You know, just wherever I go, trust me, my drone's in my backpack. And, you know, if I see something cool, I'm going to fly it. So aside from your website and your Facebook page, your YouTube channel, do uh, companies hire you? Do uh, yeah, movies, uh, things like way, that. Where might we? Where else might we see your work? The, the way my business works, and again, this whole business thing was just an accident, and so I just kind of go with the flow. I just like having fun. But what happened was, as I got better at this and learned how to process pictures better and take better pictures. Uh, Basically, Facebook drives my business. I have nearly 29,000 followers on my Drone Ohio Facebook page. And all that following gives me massive exposure. And that exposure turns into jobs. So people do call me for this, that, and the other thing. I do a lot of commercial real estate. I shoot shopping centers, office buildings, office parks, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I do Geauga Lake couple times a year i've been doing that since 2016 when they tore down the uh, the big dipper i was actually one of the last people to uh, walk on the big dipper before they tore that down uh, so i just do a lot of stuff and i just put it out there and that exposure turns into jobs for me awesome well jeff uh, interesting stuff we appreciate your time uh give everybody the uh, information where they can see your work one more time yeah, I do have a website, DroneOhio.com, of course. Uh, I drive the drone mobile, so that's my <laughs> rolling advertisement. But DroneOhio.com is my website, uh, so you can contact me through that. That's not my main portal, though, uh, and I'm actually kind of behind schedule on that. I'm not updated on the website with recent media, although, you know, all the contact information is there and everything. But uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through DroneOhio on Facebook. Like I said, we got almost... 30,000 followers on that. And that's where I pump all my media as soon as I shoot it. And I like to do current events. So uh, Drone Ohio on Facebook is, is the main platform. You know, I do a little bit of Instagram. And then, of course, we got Drone Ohio on YouTube. And I do keep pretty active on that as well. Uh, so that's where you can see most of my stuff. But I would jump to the Facebook one first. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, fly safely, and uh, best of luck. We appreciate your time. Sure, anytime, anytime. What are you watching? Well, this one, Ted, I'm not going to lie. I'm throwing somebody under the bus. It's not <laughs> me. I'm not watching this show. Um, I'm watching The Office. I'm watching okay. some sporting events. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then what? I said, uh, you know, Ted Lasso. I've been watching that. And what is what is anyone watching? Well, this is the person I'm throwing under the bus. So <laughs> at times, you know, our TV usually matches up with what we want to watch, sports and other things. And sometimes there's just some things I, I just I'm good. I don't need to watch that. So, so recently. 
when we're watching sporting events, we like to multitask. So I'm looking at scores for other games and things like that. And anyone does like to watch maybe some other shows, especially during the Browns games, which I highly recommend. Um, she's watching six my 600-pound life. <laughs> my first thought is, you know, you already have somebody that's, you know, living, got a little, a little bit over their means here. Yeah, what is she weights, trying but, to say here? But I, I didn't even watch the show with her. I just heard the show. Yeah. It sounds out of control. I mean, they're swearing and all this other stuff. And then I just panned and looked to see, you know, on her phone to look at it. And I saw things I didn't want to see. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. She loves it. She says it's a great show. It's very interesting and all that. So, yeah, 600 pound life. Luckily, we're not DVRing that. We're just watching that stream through our phone. So it's not taking up any DVR space, which is which is a huge bonus. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the latest and greatest in the Dwarfsnick household. The 600 pound life. Well, it's probably a good thing it's not on your DVR. It might take up too much space. Yeah. <laughs> what are the clops watching? What do we have at the clop household? Well, uh, I think I've mentioned this before. My wife is in a Western uh, mood. Okay. A few months. So at any given time on our DVR, there will be episodes, and that's a plural, episodes of... Bonanza, Rawhide, The Lone Ranger, Have Gun, Will Travel, and any other. Yeah, we're 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 watching. Wow, we're watching the black and white old westerns with Wow Clint Eastwood and and uh, you know those. Uh, who's the guy that played Rock, Jim Rockford? Uh, I can't think of his name. That actor's in there too. James Garner, James Garner. Yeah, James Garner. Yes. James Garner's on there. Maverick. Wow. Maverick is another show that's on there. Do you watch these shows or no? Uh, I, I'm in the room. I don't know that I would say. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know that I'm actively watching, but I will tell you that uh, there was one time we were watching this show and I said, uh, I said, what's that guy's name? And Erica said, well, he's the main character. And I said, what's his name? And my mother-in-law said, Maverick. And I said, oh, Maverick is his name? And I got a, you know, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> a lot of silence there, Ken. That's what Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I, I felt as though I had made my mark. You got some Simon and Garfunkel, the sound of silence is what you yes. received. Yes. Interesting. But oh now we know what we are watching. Once again, a pleasure to bring in Jen Brazdovich from Destination Cleveland, everyone's favorite calendar person to tell us what's going on upcoming in January and February. First of all, Happy New Year to you, Jen. Happy New Year, 2023. We've made it. Unbelievable. Let's, let's hope it's a good one. <laughs> I do too, to be honest with you. And hopefully the weather stays the way it is. But yeah, uh, seriously. Wanted to get into it with you. Obviously, a lot of events. I, I certainly just want to hand the mic over to you. What sort of things can people expect here in January in the city yeah. of Cleveland and the surrounding area? Yeah. So the holidays are over. Temperatures right now pretty mild, but 
Uh, we're Clevelanders. We know we can't expect it to stay this way. So those temperatures will probably be dropping again. Um, but there's still lots of fun to be had this winter here in Cleveland. Um, if you are enjoying this little break of winter that we have and you're already counting down to summer, the Progressive Cleveland Boat Show will be back in January over at the IX Center. That is January 12th through the 15th. So you can get a start on all of your summer planning and summer fun over there. Um, even if you're not in the market for a new boat, maybe uh, when you go there, you'll find a friend who's buying a new boat uh, and they'll become your new best friend for the summer. Uh, but it's still a great way to celebrate everything that we love here in Northeast Ohio, that North Coast lifestyle. There's going to be educational seminars, some live music, food, interactive exhibits. Of course, how can you mention the Cleveland Boat Show without mentioning the superstar of the show, Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel? Oh, yes. Big news this year. I'm told Twiggy's bringing a friend this year. Oh, so you're going to have double the water skiing rodent fun. Oh, my. That's big news. That's yeah, breaking they, news here on two middle aged men in Cleveland. That is great. Yeah, you heard it here first. MLK Day is coming up also this month. So that's um, we're January 16th. Monday, January 16th, we'll be celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, and the Cleveland Orchestra is once again hosting its free MLK Day community concert this year. So this will actually be the day before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So it'll be on Sunday, the 15th over at Severance. This concert is free, but tickets are required. They're available on a first come first serve basis. They'll be available on the Cleveland Orchestra's website starting on January 7th. So if you're um, looking to go to that, you'll wanna log on on January 7th to try to get your tickets. The program this year is including music by black composers, Florence Price and William L. Dawson among um, a few others. And then the concert will conclude with an uplifting performance of the hymn, Lift Every Voice and Sing. So a really cool way um, to kind of reflect on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, maybe take the family and have a good conversation with the family about what his legacy means and, and um, how far we've come and the struggles we're still facing. Another cool family event that's happening, you guys remember um, the Immersive Van Gogh exhibit that was here in Cleveland. It was a huge hit. It was here for like a year. It kept extending because it was so popular. Yep. Well, Lighthouse Immersive is now bringing a similar event called Immersive Disney. So mm. this starts on January 19th. It's happening in that same warehouse space, the uh, Lighthouse Art Space, where Immersive Van Gogh was. So it's the same idea, except instead of Starry Night and Sunflowers, you're going to see scenes from Frozen, The Lion King, Pinocchio, other Disney favorites. It has more than 500,000 cubic feet of projections. So, I mean, you will just be absolutely surrounded by Disney fun. And uh, the producers say you're going to feel like you're standing right next to your favorite characters, seeing the world through their eyes. Um, and there's also going to be some cool interactive elements that visitors can enjoy before or after touring that gallery. Um, but a really cool thing to do this winter with the family when the weather's kind of crummy out. Um, obviously, kids love Disney. Adults love Disney. So it's a cool thing that you can do this winter. Head over there and check that out. It's a really really unique thing. And the awesome thing is that it's having its U.S. premiere right here in Cleveland. Oh, so wow. this is the first time it's coming to the U.S. It was in Canada prior to this, um, but this will be its U.S. premiere. And then after it leaves Cleveland, it'll go to um, other cities across the country. So that's a, a cool thing to do as well. Um, and then after a few years hiatus due to the pandemic, Cleveland's Baseball Fan Festival is back, has a new name to match the team's new name. So Guards Fest will be happening January 21st over at the convention center. Um, very similar to years past. So it's a big fan festival. It's got player panels on the main stage, autograph and photo sessions, um, interactive games for the family, cool way to meet some of your favorite players. There's a long list of players who will be in attendance this year. Tristan McKenzie, Stephen Kwan, Miles Straw, and our American League Manager of the Year, 
Terry Tito Francona will be over there as well to meet and greet with fans. And of course, can it really be a Guardians party if you don't have Slider and the Racing Hot Dogs? Yes. So they will also be there to round out the lineup. Um, tickets are $15 for general admission, $5 if you're a season ticket holder. And then um, you purchase those autograph and photo opportunity tickets as an add-on. Um, but again, that's on the 21st over at the convention center and um, the first year back since the pandemic. So it's, it's sure to be a big one. I know that people are really excited to have it back this year. But as we look a little bit ahead, as you know, I like to plan. Any quick things you could talk about for February? You're lucky, Ken, because I am also a planner. And two of my favorite events in Cleveland happen in the month of February. So, um, well, actually three. One is my birthday, which is, I think, should be like a, a national holiday or I, at least a I Cleveland based holiday. But in, in the absence of that, um, I do have two cool ideas there. My favorite things in Cleveland, Karantavanyay. I think we talked about this last year. It's a Slovenian festival and it's to chase away winter. So yes. they have a parade, they've got a festival, they've got a bocce tournament, food, drink, all sorts of cool stuff, live music, a lot of polka music. Um, but that happens over at the Slovenian National Home in St. Clair Superior. Um, it's really cool. It's definitely one of my favorite Cleveland events. I absolutely can't miss every year. It's so cool. Um, and then at the end of February, we'll have Bright Winter, that outdoor music festival yes. returning to the flats. Um, another favorite of mine, absolutely amazing. Just a really cool way to celebrate Cleveland, celebrate winter, and just make the most of, of the season here in Cleveland. So that will be at the end of February. Um, free admission for that one, but it's going to be super cool. Lots of awesome music down there. Some um, cool art installations, bonfires, some games, food, drink, all of that good stuff. A cool way to celebrate winter here in Cleveland. Absolutely. I look forward to that. I've spent many years going to that, and I look forward to going into, to it again. Jen, thank you so much. If people want to find out all this information you gave us in one area, where would they go to find this information? Head to thisiscleveland.com. That will guide you on all of your winter adventures, January, February, March, into spring. We've got you covered. Jen, as always, thank you for the information. We appreciate it. Thank you. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. All right, Ken, here we go with the news you need. South Korea has stopped its ban on importing adult toy dolls. Okay. Adult, adult toy dolls. Customs investigators seized hundreds of them over several years, citing a clause in a law that bans the import of goods that, quote, harm the country's beautiful traditions and public morals. Importers took their case to court and won. Wow. So bring on the adult toy dolls. Okay. Yeah. Well, they used hey. to have them at baseball games, if you remember that story. from. Yeah, yes, time. I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stadium full of them. Yep. That's probably all the ones that got confiscated. During COVID, yes. A Kentucky police dispatcher received a call describing a scene at a home as a naked man standing outside with a robe covering part of his body. The guy appeared to be exposing himself and had a hose between his legs. Officers responded and found a mannequin in the yard that looked like Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It was decorated with a robe, a hat, a cigar, and a beer, and was holding what appeared to be an orange hose. The homeowner created the display to celebrate her favorite Christmas movie. 
Just call the police. Why call check police. it out? Just yeah. call the police right away. Cousin Eddie is out in my lawn. Get him out of here. A semi-truck driver carrying red dye didn't bother to stop, even though he knew the dye was leaking out of the roadway and splashing <laughs> cars. Deputies in Portland, Oregon, stopped the driver, 40-year-old Junior Gene. Junior Gene? Junior Gene. That's, that's the name that uh, was given on the police report. JJ. Uh, I heard his dad's name is Senior Gene, but I don't know if that's true. The guy said the liquid is used to dye mulch and claimed he stopped to check the leak after another driver flagged him down, but then his company told him to keep on going to his destination. <laughs> Several miles of two interstates were stained by the dye. Gene claims it can be washed off with water. Several drivers claim otherwise. The driver of the semi was given several citations. You need to keep going. I know there's dye coming out of your vehicle. Just keep going. I don't care. You get Make to the, the destination. Time. Make the time. Happy birthday to Lennon Scott. She was born on December 18th in Alabama. Now, this is where it gets interesting. December 18th also happens to be the same day that both her mother and her father were born. Oh, jeez. So that's the trifecta right there. The hospital says the odds on that are 1 in 133,000. My gosh. Well, it's easy to remember everyone's birthday at that house. Yeah. Right? And if they're not playing the, the lottery numbers 12 and 18 or some combination thereof yeah. for what they're doing. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. That's uh, it's a happy birthday there. In sports, uh, scoreboard looks like this. 31-17, 20 to 10, 41-35, and a close one, Ken. 24 to 23. Oh, yeah. I'm Ted Klopp. That's news to me. Oh, no, not a dad joke. Where do boats go when they're sick? Uh, I don't know. The dock. That joke was horrible. Coming to the end of episode 105 here. It's kind of ironic. Uh, uh, we're one day off. It'd be better if this was dropping on January 5th, but it's dropping on January 4th. Otherwise, you know, we'd have a, some symmetry. Just drop it on the 4th. Why not? I mean, we can well, do whatever we want. Yeah, we can. Yeah, well, we got to be consistent. The reason. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. By we the way, have... the competitive eater we were trying to remember, that guy's name is Joey Chestnut. How do we not remember Joey, Joey Chestnut? I Joey mean, Chestnut, Joey Hot Dog, what's the difference? They had him at one of the Cavs games at halftime. The guy was pounding down pierogies. Yeah. I think he, he had missed? 50 in a minute, if I'm not mistaken. Oh so, yep. They had a, a donut eating contest between an engaged couple in one of the Monsters games we were at. The girl yeah. won. Really? Yeah. How many she? How many should she? Uh, I don't know, like two. Take in thirty seconds. Wow. You know, it's during a timeout, so they don't give you a long time. But yeah, yeah. I got. Mouthful of powder. Mouthful of powder. Lots of powder. Oh, I can imagine. That's a tough one. The donuts yeah, would be tough. tough I would. Yeah. I would struggle with that. Not the minis. I would be able to do the mini donuts, but the regular donuts would be difficult. What's on the agenda next in the Dwarznik household? 
Well, Christmas is done. We're done. We've 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 basically taken everything down. The the tree is still up just because we we celebrate till three kings, but everything else is down. The holidays were great, but Ted, I'm not sure how you're feeling, but I think it's just time to turn the corner. Let's just move forward. So move forward. great holidays, but we're ready. We're ready for new and exciting things. We actually have coming up in two weeks on MLK weekend. We are actually going to go to New York City oh. as, a, as a gift from Awen's mom and stepdad. We're going to go and see a Broadway show and spend a couple nights in New York City. So it should be fun. I can't remember the last time I was there. I think it was like, oh, gosh, six or seven years ago and all that. So we're going with a couple of her stepsisters and it should be great. Yeah, that's, that's one of the highlights. And then, uh, you know, we're back to the grind. Pick what? up kids, Uber driving. Yep. We got events, you know. Track season is here. Yeah. Dance is in full effect. Soccer is in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, we're back to that. But yeah, that's that's kind of the exciting stuff we have. How about for the Clop household? Well, Wait no, a minute. Hey. Hold on. Hold on. Hockey. Hockey. We're going to be at a tournament on MLK weekend in Detroit. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. We got it all going. Yeah, baby. Oh, Where do yeah. you guys play at? Uh, several. It's a few, like three or four different rinks they coordinate between. Fun. You guys have been done in the past, correct? Yes, we go to yes. the tournament each year. Very cool. Oh. That'll be awesome. Yeah. I like Detroit. Yeah. We're a big fan. I have a couple of suggestions for you of places for you to go to. By the way. Oh, I, I look forward to that. I look you know. forward to that. Now, what Broadway show will you be seeing? You know, great question. Don't know. Oh. You know, once again, as you know, as a, being a middle-aged man, you're just kind of told of what's going yes. on and not given all the details. I think I was told the show, and unfortunately, I don't know what it is. Do you uh, do you ever look at Aowen and say, "Help me make the music of the night"? <laughs> I don't. Okay. I say many other things, as you can imagine, but I. That is not <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll see how all this goes. Absolutely. Well, special thanks to our guest, Jen Brazovich, telling us about what to do in Cleveland. Dusty Sloan, our historian in Cleveland sports. And then uh, our drone friend, and his name is Jeff Holbury. Thanks to Jeff for all the information on flying drones. And don't forget about his website, DroneOhio.com, and check him out on Facebook. Ted, always a pleasure. Excited for 2023. We'll do this again in two weeks. What do you think? I love it. Hard and strong like Michael Regan. We'll do it. And just remember, Ted, we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two middle-aged men in Cleveland is sponsored by Westminster AV. Custom audio-visual packages for all occasions. Maybe competitive eating while he's doing table Oh, he could challenge uh, Johnny Hot Dog or what's the guy's name? <laughs>